My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers! Konnichiwa! Oh, look at that! <laughs> Surprised you. Oh, you did! I love it! Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Yeah! This topic today has... Nicole's been wanting to do this. Just a little bit of background. She's been wanting to do this topic forever and forever. is terrified to do it. I'm so scared. So I'm excited to see no. what happens with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about this. I think it might have been like in my head, maybe, but I got real sick, right? And I was oh, like, you did get real sick. And yeah. I was like, oh, is it because I did the research on this episode? No, no it's cursing no, me. It's um, not. It's no, not. No, hopefully, let's let's not think that. But yeah, this episode today, super, super, super scary to me. So it's I, for I'm you looking guys. at a picture. It is very scary. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this. I haven't watched any uh, Skinwalkers. You guys know. You've read the thing. <laughs> you know the title. You know the time. I haven't watched any of the Skinwalker Ranch things. I know very little about Skinwalkers. Well, so I'm really excited. Yes. No, I'm really excited to dive into it too. And we'll talk a little about the, the Skinwalker Ranch about it. But yeah. it's not a big thing. It's It's funny. I won't talk about it now. Let's not spoil it. Angela. Yes. What's got you in stitches? stitches yeah. <laughs> I get so ahead of myself. She I get does. Excited. She's already. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know what has been going on. I've just been working a lot. It's You're busy. Just like, I'm busy. There's a, the kids are busy. The farm is busy. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving coming up. We're hosting tons of people, you know. So anyway, just getting ready for all that. But I wanted to give an update about my son's baseball. Okay. okay. This is his second season playing baseball. Okay. So, um, and it's fall ball. So fall ball is really just like a practice league. So they don't, you know, they keep score and they wear uniforms and all that stuff, but it's really like, it's, fun. it's really light. Yes. Yeah. They, I like it's not, that. It's not for playoffs. It's no not competitive. for anything. Yeah. 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 And he's been kind of bummed because last season his team was the, in spring ball, he was on the championship team. Ooh. Yeah, so they won, and so That's he was right. like feeling the pressure going into this season. I'm Which like, I no, 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 yeah. there's no pressure on this season because it's a different team. Uh, and is it? Is there any same players? Yes, last there's year? one same player, Aww, okay. one same player. So he does have a buddy, but okay. most everybody's new, which is great because yeah. then he gets to learn to play with other kids. Exactly. And like now that they're halfway through the season, they're gelling like a lot they're starting to come together as a team they're starting to work together and gel and so they won their first game yay, yay. they Aww. actually have won two in a row now wow yeah because they had a makeup game uh, earlier this week too so they kind of crammed another one in yeah there. so yeah Good they're job. starting to gel oh, they're I'm doing so proud well of him. and the smiles on his face I are bet. exciting so yeah. he is playing second base Sometimes shortstop. Oh, hey. sometimes first base. Oh, okay. But he's really loving second base right now. Okay. And um, he caught a pop fly, and the smile on his face <laughs> when he caught that pop fly so was happy, huh? so incredible. Aww. I wish I could bottle that smile. His little dimples were Aww, showing. Proud he, mama like, moment. He caught the ball. Oh, I was definitely up and screaming. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, yeah, Bobby, and like yelling at him. So we call him Bubby. <laughs> I love it. So, um, you know, I was standing up, I was yelling at him. I was like, way to go. And um, he like caught the ball, looked in his mitt, 
grabbed it out of his mitt, held it straight in the air <laughs> with a big grin on his face. He was so excited. So that was really, so really genuine. Cool. Yes. I love that. So cool. Aww. And since then, he's been doing great. He's been making plays. He tagged another player out on second base. Wow. too. So and that was in the other in the in the following game. He actually tagged the base. It was a force out. He tagged the base and tagged the player just for insurance to make sure it's <laughs> like, no, you are out. So it's really cool to see him like to see their team start to gel, to see him remember that he loves baseball and it's not it's something to thing. be yeah. like to be nervous about and scared Good. about. Yeah. So yay. Aww, just I'm as so the season we have like about a month left of this of this season. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's it's all good. So that's okay. Yeah. Well, good for so him. So it's cute. And I'm I, very I happy. love standing up and yelling for my kid. Yeah, I, it's so funny. I never thought that I would be like a sports mom and be like yeah and scream and yell. I dress in my kids' team's colors Aww. and I like am yelling. I know all the players' names and that's that's me. You're I'm the sports mom. I love it. <laughs> You're involved in your kids' life. Mm-hmm. That's important. It so is that's important. Awesome. It is important. Good so job, Miss Nicole. What yes. has you in stitches? You guys are gonna love this. I, I mean, if you drink coffee or tea or any of the above let me tell you i stole a sip of it (laughs) just a little bit ago it is tasty guys so this is viral if you're a tiktoker like i am like at night just scrolling there's so many videos about this drink it's crazy so if you like pumpkin and if you like chai you're going to love this drink okay and i had to write it down so Get ready. Those are two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. So this is a venti iced pumpkin cream chai latte. Okay. Delicious. With oat milk, with one pump of vanilla and two pumps of brown sugar. Yes. And that's it. I mean, it sounds, it's decadent. It is. It's yeah, sweet. It's very- I'm not going to drink this like every day or every week. I just like, I had points galore. And I was like, you know what? I'm <laughs> treat myself treat yourself treat yourself yeah so I got it it's amazing it's just so frothy it tastes like pumpkin pie with whipped cream yes and that's what it tastes like overly sweet I thought that's what it was gonna be it's not no it tastes like pumpkin pie yes so it's not I'm not necessarily a big fan of pumpkin spice yes you don't like it I don't like it I like the smell of it I like pumpkin pie but I like the pumpkin flavor Mm -hmm. like I like the flavor of the actual gourd (laughs) (laughs) the The spice the spice is nice but it's the the pumpkin that I really like yeah and that actually tastes very pumpkin-y it's delicious yeah so try chai tea too yeah yeah and that's the funny thing I don't taste the chai as much it just gets mixed in all the flavors I don't know yeah well the chai spice like really helps bring out that it complements the the pumpkin spice flavor exactly yeah it's so delicious. It's, it's really good. Um, and my brother works at Starbucks. Shout out. Hey, hey Ray. Ray. he's a patron too. He is. Um, but he works at the Starbucks headquarters. So I think he drinks straight black coffee. But <laughs> if he ever, you know, tries it, go go do it because you're going to like it. So yeah, try out iced venti pumpkin cream chai latte. Yay. Yay. I love fall. Go get one today. Uh. <laughs> I love fall. It is finally fall. Here it it's is fall. like Nicole came in a t-shirt <laughs> to my to my house because normally it's been you know in it's the warm. 90s guys it's yeah. been 90s 80s hot 
but like today we're getting a cold snap. It's starting. It's amazing. We're going to get cold Santa Ana winds. Yeah, not hot, I saw that. Cold Santa Ana winds. It's windy. Super windy. I love it. And so we're finally having a cold snap. I went outside this morning and it was like in the 40s when I was. <laughs> People that live in the northern states are like laughing at us right now. <laughs> like, I went out in the 40s. We're just spoiled with I hot know. weather. That's why. So, but it was so cold and my kids were going to go outside and do the chicken chores this morning and I looked at my eldest and she was like in a tank top and I'm like no 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 go put a sweatshirt on it is cold you're gonna freeze and then we have this little space heater and they came in and they're like mom can we use the heater seriously <laughs> like, yeah. wow like go ahead I like love it's it. you know 65 in the house and they're like it's freezing I'm like <laughs> that's because you have a tank top on and shorts go put more clothes on yeah they're just <laughs> used to putting okay. on shorts that makes sense though you know so. yeah but so yeah funny. yay fall yay fall all right well this episode we should get started <gasps> i have the coolest thing you, you guys have the cutest thing you will have to make these and put them on your christmas tree because they're ornaments whoop, whoop. you can also use them in a basket but what are they i don't know let's get stitching and we'll find out <laughs> Nicole is still dying over my transition I just did. She can't help it. Uh, let's get stitches. I'm so corny. I love it. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Okay. So for this week, I am. We're gonna do this really, really cool thing. This it's a pine cone I'm ornament. Make these. It's a pine cone ornament, and I made a big one. That is so cool. And okay. you can make small ones. It just depends on like what you want to do. If you want to make a garland, smaller yarn. <laughs> yes, make a garland. If you want to use um, smaller yarn, which is what I did on on these, it's just like regular worsted weight, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And I used like a four millimeter hook, I think, okay. on these. And then on this one, big this one. is like a chunky. Yeah, I use big chunky yarn, I and I use it. like a six millimeter hook. Okay. On this one got to increase and it's yeah and it's big but it's the same dimension same stitches same everything it's just a chunkier bigger. yarn so you get a bigger pine cone i love it thinner yarn oh, you get a tinier so pine cone so anyway these pine cones also i'm going to tell you a little hack that i figured out halfway Eek. through the pine cone okay. and I, I took a picture so i will make sure that nicole has I it and post it on it. the website okay okay so these pine cones come from Irfan r Tang de Linton. Did I say that right? T A N G D I L I N T I N. That's what exactly what I would have said. Erfin. 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 Yeah. She was, she's funny. She, on her list of, you know, what you need to, to do this crochet, she does have gun listed on there. I'm like, gun? Kidding me. <laughs> so I think she's just being funny. But, um, <laughs> anyway, I okay. did find it on YouTube. So Erfin R. Tangelinden. Linton. Okay. Um, and it's the crochet pine cone Christmas ornament. Nice. I'll okay. link it on our, our episode description. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll link it. It's cool. So you start with a magic ring, hey. which is not my favorite, That's my favorite, but I got to practice it a bunch of times. So no, mag- you know it, right? I, no, <laughs> half the time I do it backwards. I do it wrong. Really? So I have to take it out and start over. I still can't do it right. But you're like the queen. I know. Magic rings are my kryptonite. Interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know 
everyone's got their things. Everyone's got their thing. Okay. So basically you're going to build the body of the pine cone first. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's built in the round. So you are going to need a stitch marker to mark your rounds. So you know what you're doing. So magic ring, six single crochets into the ring. Yeah. Then you're going to increase each one of them. So you're going to do end up with 12, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the kicker back loop only okay you only do back loop because so it, makes it pop out well no back loop oh. only because when you go back down the pine cone after you build the body then you build the the, the little petals yeah whatever they're called and you're gonna stitch those into those loops that are still ah, out right i gotta gotta get it so only back loops okay okay because you only. need that stitch out so that you can make the pine cone yeah okay it. so back loop only so row two is you're going to single crochet increase into each one of the six from before. So you're going to wind up with 12 back loop only. Then you're going to single crochet, single crochet, increase, single crochet, single crochet, increase. Oh, got it. Back loop only. Okay. All the way around. Okay. Right. And then single, then you're going to do that again. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> Repeat that. And then you're going to single crochet for row five, single crochet in each stitch. You're going to wind up with 21 stitches at that point. Got it. Always back loop only. Okay. Okay. So that's as big as we're going to get. Then we're going to start the decreases. Okay. okay. And we will list all of this on the website. I don't need to go through everything no, right now, yeah, do yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, No. Okay. And no. then when you get to round nine, that's when you're going to stuff it. Ah. And then round 10, you're decreasing, decreasing, decreasing until you get to none. So okay. you just keep going round 10 to the end. So you get it's kind gonna of a be small single crochet, little... single crochet, um, decrease, single crochet, single crochet, decrease. I got it. Until you're like at nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Until you're like, so I can't do it So you kind of make anymore. just like a cone shape. Yeah. It okay. becomes a cone. Yes. Yes. Hey. A pine cone, Hey-o. if you will. <laughs> Okay, so you do that until it closes. Okay. Then to make the petals, yes. you're going to chain two. You're going to to double crochet two together over the next two stitches, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to go back into that same stitch that you just did the chain two, and you're going to start your double crochet two together into that one. And then you're going to do another half of the double crochet into the next stitch. Does that make sense? I think so. And then you're going to chain two and slip stitch back into that same so you're, stitch. Okay. Yep. I got it in my head. Yeah. You got it in your yeah. head. So it's like a chain two with a double crochet, half of a double crochet in that first stitch right. and then half a double crochet and a chain two in the next stitch. So it's like a mirror image. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. That forms the petal. Yes. And then you're going to slip stitch into the next stitch, chain two, start your half double crochet into that same um, stitch, uh-huh. go into the next stitch, finish your finish half double crochet or your double crochet together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get it, right? It's a pattern. Yeah. So it's, it's chain two, double crochet two together, chain two, and then yeah. over two stitches, right. right? Over two. Over two. And then you're slip stitching into the next one. Got so you're going to do six of those all together. And then after you do the first six, then you're going to skip a, a stitch and then do, do your again. next pedal interesting so you're just skipping a stitch to do your next pedal all the way around right yeah Cause and that because it makes space. it stagger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it stagger a that's little bit cool 
Yeah. And then sometimes they wind up a little bit stacked on top of each other, but it's okay because well, okay. if that happens, you can kind of twist them and, yeah. it, and it's you fine. You manipulate it. You manipulate it. That's cool so, looking. And then I you do that it. all the way down. And then when you get to the end, you're going to chain like 25 to make a loop, slip stitch it back in on itself. And then sew your ends in. That's it. It's going to get wider, right? Because you, you did the first one, but then it looks like it's got more in the more petals in the middle. And then it goes back down. Yeah, because you you, you increase to... It's not exactly a comb because yeah. you increase to round... When do we stop the increase? You increase to round five. Right. And then you decrease after Again. that to yeah. like round 10 or whatever. So, I mean, it is kind of that... That cool cone like, shape. Cone shape. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looks cone. like a pine cone. It's so cool. What did you do at the top then when you to make the, the loop? To make the loop. Yeah. So this is a chain 25 oh, and then okay. I slip stitched it back together. Easy. So when I got to the very last one, I just chained 25, yeah. slip stitched it back together and then finished, mm. tied it off and then sewed my the end loop. in. That's yeah, that's it. So cool. So here's my little hack with this. Okay. If you want to make a pineapple, <gasps> you uh, only go like part of the way down. Uh-huh. And then the rest of it, it looks like just a pineapple body. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. So you'd obviously have to change colors and oh. not just be a pine cone. Yeah. <laughs> but I, when I was doing it and I got halfway down, I was like, oh, that could be a pineapple. A pineapple. And so... Hey, two things in one. I love that. That's a great <laughs> idea. Good job. Yay. And I just wanted to show Nicole on my paper. Did I was do doing it. <laughs> I was counting my rounds. So I was doing like little hash yep. marks to count my rounds. Because Nicole does that. And so I just oh, had man. to show her. Now it's like on my computer. You know, the, the notes, like um, the reminders. Mm-hmm. That's what I do now. So I put reminders and I put all the numbers in. And then I click off the one that I did so that I like really keeps track. Yeah. Cause I need it. So I'm going <laughs> to screw myself up. So, <laughs> but that's awesome. That's so cool. I'm guessing some patrons might be getting these. <gasps> they might be. Up to we you. can send these out to patrons. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. They, they're really cute. They're really cute. I and them. I, they're super easy to make. And I just am obsessed with making them. I want to make like 50 <laughs> more because they're just fun. I, I seriously think I'm going to make a, a garland and then my kids will love it. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a really cute garland. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Good okay. Job. So that's it for stitch time. Woo-hoo. I'm so ready for story Are time. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> the like, pictures are scary, yeah. but I think I'm ready. I only got one, but yes, it's story time. Okay. Angela mentioned it's in my notes <laughs> <laughs> this week's story time is something I've really wanted to do for a long time but I'm really scared <laughs> like clowns scare me right yeah but I did it and I was like yes. this was cool yes yeah no this is even creepier okay and the reason why is it's really taboo to speak their name nor discuss anything about them in the Navajo tribe especially to outsiders if they do discuss them, it is believed that bad luck will come their way or even the chance of seeing one is even greater. So I'm bringing this topic out out of deep respect okay, to the Navajo traditions and beliefs. And if I misspeak about anything, please, listeners, feel free to correct me and I'll apologize profusely. Okay. Yes, Nicole. Nicole is very serious about being respectful about things. Like I, that that was wait. 
that was her big agony with doing this topic is not not necessarily because they scare them, but she right. wants to respect yes traditions yes. and make sure that she doesn't offend anybody. I don't want to step on toes. Yeah. Yeah. So let me know. Okay. But yeah, so I've researched this in depth and it's taboo, but who knows if we have everything correct? Because that's the crazy part. Since no one likes to t- talk about it, what we know about it. We don't talk about broom. No, <laughs> exactly. no, no, no. It's but. Like, but, but we know from what other people have talked about and their own experiences. So what we're going to do is I'm going to dive into the legends as we know them, um, when it became mainstream in discussions and real life encounters that are circulating on the internet. Yay. Okay. So when did the origin of skinwalkers come about? Now, scholars still debate about this. They don't know if the stories date back hundreds or even thousands of years ago, but they stem from Native American roots, specifically the Navajo, Hopi, Apache, Pueblo, Ute, and other tribes in the southwestern United States who have their own unique interpretation of what a skinwalker might be. So again, these are very unique characteristics across each tribe. Then that would explain why I've heard them described as a whole bunch of different things. Now, quick note, because I was doing this research Wendigos are different than skinwalkers. Just know that too. Okay. Some people thought they're the same. Yeah, because I've heard them being interchangeable, but yes, they're different. They're different. Okay. okay. So know that. In the Navajo language, skinwalker is called yi nadlushi, which translates to by means of it goes on all fours. <laughs> okay. And it is actually one of several varieties of skinwalkers or witches. <gasps> So for the Navajo people, they have medicine men and women who are community healers and cultural workers, but there are also witches who wish to cause damage to others by performing harmful ceremonies and use manipulative magic. The Yi Nald Lushi can be male or female, but they are often male. To become a skinwalker, they must commit one of the most horrendous acts of all, murdering a close family member, often (gasps) a sibling. Oh, no. See, that's just committing that act right there. And once they do this, the witch will acquire their supernatural powers, which is the ability to shapeshift into animals. They can change into any animal, but most likely they're seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, or bears. And to do this, though, they will wear the skins of the animals to transform into, hence, the name Skinwalker. Skinwalker. Ah, there you go. okay. Now, supposedly, they can also wear animal skulls or antlers on their head to give them even more power. And because of this, Navajo consider it taboo to wear the pelt of any predatory animal. But sheepskin leather and buckskin, buckskin are acceptable. Okay. Because they are not predators. Exactly. Okay. And I did, this is something I didn't I learned, know that right? either. Yeah. Neat. Now, the knowledge of how to shapeshift is said to be passed down through generations within skinwalker clans or covens. And the secrets are guarded very closely. And not only can they shapeshift, skinwalkers have the power to possess living animals or even people and walk around in their bodies oh no (laughs) oh no now the way to tell if you are looking at a skinwalker and not a normal animal is to look into their eyes they will look more human than animal-like and supposedly if you shine a light at their eyes they turn bright red sometimes they are described with unearthly yellow eyes but Alternatively, in their human form, 
their eyes will look more animalistic. Oh, interesting. Switch watch, switch watch. So on legendsofamerica.com, it is said that you know a skinwalker is near because they make sounds around homes, such as knocking on windows, banging walls, and scraping noises on the roof. On some occasions, they have been spied peering through windows. And more often, they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing a serious accident. Oh, no. Not good. So skinwalkers are known to emit rather eerie howls and mimics the calls of animals they transform into. Legendsofamerica.com also explains how extraordinary their supernatural powers are. It is said that they can run faster than a car and have the ability to jump high cliffs. They are extremely fast, agile, impossible to catch, and leave tracks larger than animals. When seen, they have been described as not quite human, not fully animal. Hmm. Now, as I mentioned previously, to turn into the skinwalker, the bad witch wishes to do harm. So skinwalkers have malevolent intentions to create chaos and spread fear. It is believed they are driven by envy, revenge, or other negative emotions. Can you kill a skinwalker? Can you? (laughs) (laughs) It is said it is near impossible. (gasps) Near. Near. Uh Because supposedly a bullet, knife, or spear dipped in white ash may be able to kill them. Interesting. White ash. White ash. Hmm. I think one even that caused the world to be more aware of skinwalkers was a murder that took place in Flagstaff, Arizona in 1987. Ooh. Have you heard about this? No, but like um, it's more recent than what I was expecting it to be. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, I was alive then. (laughs) (laughs) We were little, but we were alive. Yeah. So Navajo woman Sarah Saganitso, a housekeeper for the Flagstaff Medical Center, was found behind the medical center nude, beaten, and had multiple stab wounds around her upper torso. Her left breast was bitten off (gasps) and her face was unrecognizable because it was so badly bruised. Oh, no. This was also the first time working the night shift. You imagine going into your job for the first night? like Oh, my gosh. So the police arrested George Abney, a former English professor at Northern Arizona University, because he had told friends that he was having bizarre dreams about Saganitso's murder. Under pressure, he confessed to murdering her, but he told police that he was having a hard time figuring what was real and what was his dreams. Abney was a devout Christian and figured that he was receiving prophecies from God. And even the teeth marks on Saganitso's breast apparently belonged to Abney. Oh, my God. Yes. And the prosecution even stated that Abney's confession was all wrapped up in those dreams he had. But his defense spun a totally different perspective. Since Saganitso was part of the Navajo Nation, she was really attacked by a skinwalker. Oh, no. Yeah. How How did they know this? So there was a broken stick across her neck and a clump of grass near her truck that was supposedly from the graveyard. These two objects were evidence of a skinwalker ritual. Abney was charged with her murder, but only a year later, he was acquitted and cleared. No of all charges. Way. Nicole. 
Ah, right. I don't like. Oh but, my gosh. Okay, but even Saganitzo's family believed that Abney was innocent. No. So the case was reopened in 1988, and to this day, apparently the murder is still unsolved. It's his freaking teeth mark. Yeah. On her breast. Yes. He may have like blacked out and done it in a fit of rage, but like Could have been. it was but not a, mental a freaking snap. Yeah. Not a freaking skinwalker. But they're just so tied into that culture that they're like, let's use that. And then. Oh, I hate his lawyers. I mean, lawyer. Yeah. Good for them. But like, I mean, they obviously did their job, but like, dude, that's not cool. Dude. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. No, it's crazy. I'm going to jump around in time real quick because in 2010, another murder case was brought to court that happened in Burnham, New Mexico. Darnell Begay and Tyrus Begay were cousins living on the Navajo reservation when late that night, Tyrus went to use the outhouse after having some drinks with Darnell. Darnell heard Tyrus shouting at someone outside, so he ran to help and found Tyrus beating up a guy named Peyton Hogue. Tyrus claimed Peyton came out of nowhere and it was self-defense, but notice that Hogue's face was painted white and he was growling uncontrollably. Darnell helped beat him up because they wanted him to confess that he was a witch because (laughs) his face was painted, right? And his eyes, he said, were completely black. So while beating up Hogue, uh, while beating him up, Hogue was still growling at them. Sounds like he was having a serious bout with like drugs or something. Uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Now they claim they finished beating him up and noticed that he was still sit like he was sitting upright. He was coughing up blood. So they told Hogue to get off their property and left. The next day, the cousins visited a medicine man who prayed over them, but convinced them to turn themselves in because they were pretty sure that the guy was hurt so badly that he was probably dead. Oh, no. So Darnell's mother, Alice Begay, discovered the body the next morning. So, yes, he died. Oh, man. And they called the police. Tyrus was told by a relative to burn his clothes because the blood of the skinwalker was all over them. Yeah, Darnell and Tyrus did end up burning their clothes on the stove. Both were charged with second-degree murder to be enrolled in a drug and alcohol treatment program and must successfully complete a mental health treatment program. But... The case notes, and you can find them. I'm going to link them on our website. They mentioned the Navajo beliefs of skinwalkers, and they really did actually take this into consideration. Okay. Well, so obviously if they're being treated for drugs, then they probably did a drug test on those kids, and they found... Probably something. Yeah. But yeah, that's so crazy. It, the fact, though, you see the, the case notes, and they even write out everything about skinwalkers oh, in the court, that's so- the case notes. Yeah. Wow. So just to make sure that's included because it is a very big part of their culture. So what I love and what contrasts this from the last time we talked about witches Mm. is that like people are really taking into consideration that the witch, it's like backwards from what it was, right? Yes. Like these, these people, to me, I feel like they maybe were not skinwalkers, especially no. the murder case. I right. think he had some like de- delusional. I, I think he had like a mental snap or something or, you know, something sure. like that happened. Um, but it's interesting that they're like really believing the whole skinwalker defense. And it's like yeah. getting them out. Because it's just things. so ingrained in their culture that yeah. they are that they believe it's real. 
Interesting. Yeah. This is this is fascinating, yes. Nicole. That's why I was like, I'd like to dig into this. Yeah. Now, but most likely, I think the world was more aware of skinwalkers because of what went down in Utah in the 1990s and is still continuing to baffle researchers and spectators alike. Skinwalker Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch. Wah, wah. So <laughs> before it was known as the Uinta Basin area in Utah, the Ute tribe inhabited the land. Now, it is said that at one point the Utes and the Navajo did not get along. So legend goes that the Navajo unleashed skinwalkers upon the Utes, and they apparently still stalk the land to this day. Ooh. Another legend is that the shaman cursed the ground with a demonic being, i.e. skinwalker, and accounts of strange and usual things in this land date back to the 1800s. Wow. But then in 1994, the Sherman family purchased a ranch in that basin, but soon they started to experience some pretty spooky things. A lot are possibly UFO related, even paranormal activity, which we may touch more about later in another mm -hmm. episode. But in 1996, the Deseret News published an article titled Frequent Flyers, which gave <laughs> details, uh, detailed accounts of the Sherman's traumatic experiences. And in there, Terry Sherman re recollected his night that he believes he encountered a skinwalker. Ooh. So, and again, yes, this is Skinwalker Ranch. Right. So Terry, the father of the household, was walking his dogs around the ranch late at night when he heard what he thought was a wolf. But when the creature came into his eyesight, Terry didn't think it was a wolf. This creature was at least three times larger than an ordinary wolf, had glowing red eyes, and stood unfazed by three close-range shots Sherman blasted into its hide. Oh, What? Shot Ooh. him. Ooh. Didn't move. Whoa. The quote unquote wolf backed away as if annoyed and just basically <laughs> walked away. <laughs> when Terry and his son tried to follow the wolf, like they followed it hard. Oh my gosh. It completely vanished and its tracks also stopped and disappeared. What? What? Nicole? Did you not know this? Well, no, I told you. I like, I'm aware <laughs> of, but you of, don't the, know all of the, the details. whole thing yeah. and it's. I'm fascinated by it, but I haven't looked into it because I knew eventually you were going to be doing this and I wanted to like. But see, OK, that's the only story they have about skinwalkers. So it's interesting. They call it Skinwalker Ranch. But that's it. But that's it. Because the rest is UFO stuff. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. So there you go. Now, the did they shoot a mothman? Was it a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's hovering around there. I bet it's like peeking in. All right. Well, the Shermans sold the ranch to Las Vegas billionaire and Bigelow Aerospace founder, because I can talk, Robert <laughs> Bigelow in 1998. That was a lot of big words. Bigelow. Bigelow. Aerospace. I could do that. <laughs> so today there are floods of videos and photos on social media where people claim to have seen a skinwalker and many books published with detailed accounts. But here are some true life encounters, or at least those who wish to share their so-called experience with skinwalkers. Ooh, I like the stories. Yes. These are really <laughs> like good. Bouncing in my seat. That's why I was like. Ah. <laughs> so this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter I was home for Christmas taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself way late in the night and I hear all our cows freaking out. I knew I, it had to be the wild dogs that are rampant in the area. So I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up, and head out to the field. 
This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon. <laughs> and it was breaking through the clouds just right to the light up uh, all the snow. I ran out into the middle of the field and just in time, I see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. Oh no. I think perfect two for one. So I <laughs> pump a shell into the chamber of Mr. 12 gauge. And then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack. They both stopped, looked over at me and ran away on their back legs. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> that is so creepy. <laughs> Why are they running on their back legs? Because they're not dogs. No, they're not dogs. Oh, dogs. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We laugh because we're scared. I know. Yes. I'm like, it's, it's just crazy. Yes. Oh. Immediately, I froze. And every ghost story about skinwalkers and all the other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I'm a white guy. And up until then, these were all just boogeyman stories the native kids like to tell to scare us. That night, they became real to me. Dude, that was a good story. I like that one. That this just good. ran away. I know. But like the... Can you imagine it though? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> yes. It's... It, okay. So here's here's my 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 brain is starting. I'm like, if they were real skinwalkers, that they wouldn't be scared off by a gun because that's True. not going to do anything to them. True, unless they think that he knows that to put white ash in it. Oh, that's true, because they the can die thing. with the white ash. Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. So they 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 usually aren't scared of things, but yeah, maybe they're just like, I don't want to deal with this yes. today. <laughs> we're gonna go fight away. our own fight somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, I was a kid when this happened. My uncle and I were finishing up chopping, gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark. Driving back on a dirt road at about 30 miles per hour, give or take five miles per hour, I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my window, passenger side, my uncle quickly shouted, Don't! I completely froze. My heart felt like it was beating out of my chest, then completely stopped when I heard a tap tap on my window oh no <laughs> my uncle sped up and was loudly praying in my native language i didn't know what was going on and thought it was over till our truck suddenly dipped from the bed my uncle then started saying look at me and don't turn away over and over then i heard it again tap tap from the window behind me it was getting harder for me to breathe and i wanted to cry a minute or two passed and the truck dipped again dude my uncle looked around inside it was quiet besides the truck and the road he looked at me and said we will ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces navajo to english equivalent i remember curling up on the seat and just staring at the radio watching the time listening to my uncle sing an old prayer till we got to my grandmother's house i called my uncle because i had a nightmare about that night we talked about it for a bit he said, I didn't see faces, just eyes, like brake lights you see on the road. It watched you. Navajo <gasps> to English. Equivalent. Oh, no. Oh, no. Before hanging up, I tried joking with him about it. Why didn't you just step on the brake when it was on the back? No laughter, just a pause. Because it wasn't alone. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. I had to pull way off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, I've got chills everywhere right now. That's a good story. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh, oh, good one, good one, good one. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I can't chills. believe this happens to people. Like, I can't imagine. I know. I would like late at literally night. Literally be peeing. Yes. I don't think I would like. I wouldn't sleep. No, not for years. Yeah. Not for I'd years. Sleep. I'd have lights on everywhere. Yeah. I'd have the TV on. Yeah. I mean, when I saw uh, Blair Witch Project for the first time, I had to sleep with the lights on for like a month. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, ah. So and that's scary. a movie. And I knew it was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything happened in real life to me right. like this, I, I, I don't know what I do. <laughs> I think I would just like freeze Die. and just be like, ah. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it man. wasn't alone. Not cool, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. This didn't happen to me, but a very close friend of mine. I've heard a lot about coyotes and skinwalkers and had a weird experience or two with coyotes. Creepiest was waking up my, uh, to my sleeping bag being surrounded in paw prints without even hearing them during the night. Oh, no. <laughs> but never anything paranormal, so to speak. Patrick's story, however, kept me from going back to a favorite backcountry secret stash. He was leaving the area one morning, had been camping there a couple days, and said there was a coyote that always seemed to be close by, like in his peripheral vision, but never overt. He loaded up his truck and started to drive down the wash out of the fire road. At the end of the wash, he could see the coyote following him. When he pulled onto the road, it was running next to him. <gasps> now he was freaked out, so he sped up. He said he was going 35 or so, and it was running along beside him. Definitely not possible. Dude, that's so fast. That's so fast. When he looked back, the coyote was running on two legs and was wearing what Patrick said looked like buckskin pants. No. An instant later, it was a person wearing a coyote fur keeping pace with his truck. When he looked again, it was gone. <gasps> we never went back to the grove. Oh. After that. <laughs> that is like the definition of a skinwalker. Exactly. That's crazy. At first, I was like, how do you not know if it's like your spirit animal? Because I oh, mean, yeah. I guess it's the feeling that you get yes, from it. Yes, you right? would know. Yeah. I think you would definitely know if yeah. you're being watched because you're being like a, as a predator or being watched because you're being safely guarded. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Nope. That is like the textbook definition, <laughs> yes, guys. Yes, right? Oh. Good one. Oh. Anybody that has been on the Navajo reservation has either probably heard of some creepy things or have experienced pretty creepy things. Namely, skinwalkers. I have only seen one. Here is my story. <laughs> only one. Only one. I come from a small town in northern Arizona that's sandwiched between the Paiute Reservation to the north and the U.S.'s largest Navajo reservation to the south. My high school being so small, a 1A high school that has, on average, 80 students enrolled every year. Always had to travel south about 5 to 10 hours one way to play another high school in any sport. This means that we traveled a lot on the Navajo Res. And we also usually stayed at hotels when we would head out to play and come home in the morning. But this trip was a little bit different. I remember the basketball coach saying that the school didn't have enough money to put up the teams in a hotel that trip. So we were going to be on the road for a total of about 12 hours. Ooh. Such a long trip. Yeah. I was the only male senior to play basketball that season. We had just got done playing our game and headed home on our bus, Big Blue. We were headed out, and it wasn't long, about two hours of driving, before we had entered the res. 
By this time, everyone was asleep with it being about two in the morning. When we had crossed the Rez's border, I noticed the bus driver had sped up and was now going about 85 miles per hour. I thought this was a little weird because he never exceeded the speed limit, at least not in my high school career. For some reason, I couldn't fall asleep like the rest of my teammates, and I just sat at the back of the bus staring out across the desolate desert landscape that was lit up by the full moon. As I looked out, I could see a figure running towards the bus at an angle of pursuit <gasps> and keeping up with the bus at 85 miles oh per my hour. Oh, gosh. As the figure got closer, I saw that it was a humanoid form. As a matter of fact, it looked exactly like a human, only that the face was painted half black and half white with glowing eyes. Glowing eyes like a rabbit's eyes reflecting light from a spotlight. <sighs> I immediately thought, holy crap, it's a skinwalker. Right? Oh, oh. The skinwalker ran up to the edge of the road and just kept up pace with the bus hurtling sagebrush and rocks while staring at me. <gasps> no! After I made eye contact with the thing, I could not look away. Yeah. It was as if something was holding my head and eyes in place. The skinwalker just smiled at me, this inhuman <gasps> smile no! that went ear to ear, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> showing crooked yellow pointed teeth. Oh, no. I felt like I was going to throw up and I was panicking through the whole ordeal. The skinwalker started to crumple down on to all fours, still keeping up with the bus. I could see his bones crack and reform. Hair started appearing all over the skinwalker's body. And in about three seconds was now a coyote. And it ran off back into the desert out of view. As soon, uh. as, yeah, as soon as it was gone, I ran to the onboard bathroom and puked a mixture of food and blood. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. I, did, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to tell anyone for fear they would think I was crazy. I confided in my Navajo friend. She told me that I needed to see the chief, who also happened to be a friend of mine, and get a blessing. I saw him the next school day in the parking lot. He just came up to me and mumbled something in Navajo while waving a feathered scepter-like thing, turned around, got in his truck, and drove away. <laughs> okay. To this day, I haven't seen another skinwalker. It might be due to the fact I moved away from that town in Rez, and if I do have to go south, I go around way around <laughs> i would too i would never go on never that road ever again. that road <laughs> yeah i would avoid it at all costs yeah oh man <laughs> i love that he just came is like here's your prayer <laughs> yeah he's like oh, you're done <laughs> it's like you should be okay now oh I'm like tired from that ordeal for that poor kid, man. Now this scares the crap out of me because we have to take road trips here and there now. And I'm like, oh, yay, I have to take late night road trips. I'm not going across a reservation, thankfully. Yeah. The idea of like seeing something running with you. Yeah. No, not. Like not, keeping pace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not good. I, I don't know what I would do. Just keep driving. I guess that's yeah, all you, you can do. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would, there would be like a whole slew of expletives that would be coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> and then I'd be like apologizing yeah. to the kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Don't I you can't. repeat what I said. I did that. Tangent, I did that the other day. This, you did. This 
person we were at, like mcdonald's trying to get a happy meal for them and this lady ordered like two little things i could hear her and then she drove really slow and there was like all this room for her to get to the window uh-huh. and she was like looking for cash <laughs> like digging for change i could see her and i said this is explain fuckity fuck 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 <laughs> My kids are in the back and I was just so mad. And they're like, mom. And I said, don't you ever repeat that. (laughs) I was just so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Oh, so yeah. So I would be that way too. All right. Next. As many of you might already know, many Navajo people, including my own family, are very reluctant to speak about skinwalkers because it is believed to attract their attention. Well, I, however, grew up away from the Navajo Nation and was very naive about the subject. When it came to skinwalkers, I was an absolute skeptic. My mom used to tell a story of how back in the 80s, when she lived with her siblings and my grandparents, still in Shiprock but the southern outskirts, about how she and my aunt saw a skinwalker just outside their driveway under a streetlight. No. She described it as a black dog with dirty fur, a twisted noodle-like front leg, and these unnatural eyes with a soft, burnt orange glow. Mm. It almost kind of sounds like Harry Potter. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a grim. It's a grim. (laughs) No, it's serious. It's only serious. I love serious. Me being my own closed-minded, self-doubted every word, but I never said my doubts aloud. But... These doubts totally changed last year when I went to my grandparents' house last October. Me and my family had just finished attending the carnival at the Navajo Nation Fair and called it night. The house was close enough where we could walk home in just 10 minutes, so we did. When we got there, it was about 9 at night where we stayed up until about 2, catching up about family affairs and the local news. It was during that time that I just decidedly opened my mouth and blurred out the question, Hey, are skinwalkers real? Oh, Guys, no. I asked. <laughs> you shouldn't be speaking about that, my grandma said, with almost a disturbed yell in her voice. So she and my grandfather both decided to go to bed. <laughs> After being scolded by my mom, one of my aunts chimes in with a very cautious tone and says, They're real, all right. Had a few start screaming outside of my trailer in Farmington just a few nights ago. Your cousins had nightmares the whole night and woke up crying that morning. Not wanting to push the discomfort any further, we all decided to go to bed. Now, the trailer, the home, is pretty old, and it was a really nice night, so we slept with the windows open with screens to prevent bugs coming in. Everyone had drifted off to sleep except me because my mind was still going a million miles a minute about skinwalkers and wondered if I would ever encounter one while here on the reservation. As a kid, I was told it's taboo to think about skinwalkers because it can still call their attention. Hmm. That's when the shit totally hit the fan. <laughs> Just I was, as I was settling and finally getting relaxed for sleep, I started to hear something moving outside. I get up from the couch and start wandering over to the kitchen window. In the trailer, all of the rooms have the lights out, so the only visible light that can be seen is from the porch light out front. I was thankful for this because I told myself if it really was a skinwalker outside, then hopefully it wouldn't notice me seeing it. So I muster up the courage and take a quick scan of outside. From the porch light, all I can see is the dusty ground and the vehicles that my family drove along with some old metal trash cans that stood behind, uh, beside the road. 
Looking for about a good five seconds, I wasn't able to see anything, so I was getting ready to turn around and walk back to bed, thinking it was just a stray cat or something. Only having taken two steps, I hear what sounds like a distorted scream coming from outside, definitely close by. Oh. Fear rising, I look outside again, and there, I see it. A coyote-like figure was staring at my direction from behind the cars just outside of the reach of the porch light. Only it looked awfully wrong and gave off an evil vibe just from seeing it. It was gray with very disheveled hair and a horrific orange-red soft glow come from its eyes. I noped the hell out (laughs) and ran back to the bedroom. It was at this moment I had begun to also notice an awful stench in the air that smelled like rotting meat. Yeah. I started trying to wake up my mom who was like, OMG, it's almost 3 a.m. What do you want? I immediately began in a shaken voice. There's something scary outside. Then she said, now annoyed because I woke her up. Ugh, it's probably just a stray animal or something. It's the res. Animals wander all the time at night. She obviously wasn't getting the drift of what I was saying. So I screamed, there's some Blair Witch Project shit going outside, mom. (laughs) That got her attention. He's like, you. This person is hilarious. I love it. It's Blair Witch Project. Yeah, exactly. That that movie messed me up, man. Messed a lot of people up. Ugh. What? What the hell are you talking about? She said. Then we heard it. The thing outside started making more of its dreadful like screams and started what sounded like thrashing outside on the ground. Hear that? That's what I'm talking about. So both her and I got back up, looked outside the window, and the coyote thing was making its way to the door. It walked with an odd limp and dragged its back right leg as if it had, was, was handicapped. We could hear it start to scratch against the door and make this odd muffled moaning sound. My mom went and got my dad and they both started shouting in Navajo all sorts of words, telling the thing to go away and saying it's not welcome here. Well, all this commotion was enough to get the rest of the trailer up as they came out into the hallway. The only thing my mom did was turn to them and said, Skinwalker, while proceeding to point to the door. Noise is still happening. Apparently, they already knew exactly what to do as my grandfather got out a handgun from a drawer with a bag of ashes. He coated a few bullets and loaded them into the gun and went straight to the door. Yelling out more Navajo that was too fast for me to comprehend, he swung open the door and fired twice. Nothing. The thing managed to escape before my grandpa could put a bullet in it. That's the fastest one I've ever seen, said my grandpa. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Next thing you know, my aunts and my parents are freaking out about what just happened, saying stuff like, what if it comes back tomorrow? And it saw us. Does that mean we're targets now? Afterwards, my grandparents calmed everyone down, myself included, saying, we'll be fine. And we all went to bed around three-ish. Morning comes and my grandparents call one of their neighbors and explain to them what happened. Apparently, one of them was a medicine man who used to partake in Che's Navajo ceremonies used for healing and curing sickness and came over to bless each family member and the grounds outside. Wow, that's a wild story. That's the fastest one I've ever seen. I you like- see so many more. <laughs> what? I love how like very matter matter of factly grandpa's like, like oh, yeah. it's the fastest one I've seen. <laughs> like what? okay, guys <laughs> encounter like, a lot no of creepy kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, not cool. I love it. Oh, this is so fun, Nicole. 
Seriously, right? <laughs> Next. We live in a rural community on the Navajo Reservation. My aunt and her two brothers were home alone while my grandparents had left for the evening to attend a chapter house meeting. They were in the house, and like many people from the reservation, they didn't have electricity. It had been dark outside for about an hour, and my aunt and my uncles were getting ready for bed. Outside, they heard noises as if someone moving things around outside. My oldest uncle went to look out the front window and saw a figure out by the truck. This was immensely out of the ordinary because the closest neighbor was miles away. Whatever it was opened the truck door and began to dig through the personal items that my family had left in the vehicle. My aunt and uncles were frightened by the sight and knew that they should take action. They took out the rifle and all steadied themselves to hold it up. They flung open the door and aimed the gun at the dark figure. The figure turned and started to walk towards them, totally unfazed by the weapon. My uncle pulled the trigger, but nothing happened. Oh. The figure drew closer and my aunt began to smell something like a rotting corpse. It was so strong, it made her gag. My uncle continued to pull the trigger with no luck and the figure came closer and closer. Often in the distance, headlights were coming up the road. My grandparents were returning. The figure looked toward the lights and started to move away and tucked itself behind a tree near the house. My oldest uncle ran toward the truck with a gun. My grandfather got out of the car and my uncle pointed to the tree. The thing was poking out its head to observe what they were doing. My grandfather ran into the house and over to the stove and grabbed a handful of ashes and rubbed over the gun and placed an ash-covered bullet into the chamber. He walked out onto the porch and fired toward the tree. Whatever that thing was didn't expect the gun to go off. The gunshot echoed and the dark figure began running. My grandma chased my aunt inside and my uncles and my grandfather went after it. Interesting. So the gun just wouldn't work until it had ash on it. Apparently. I don't so know. So I'm like, that's interesting. So that's a different gun, I think. Right. I don't know. Oh, was, I don't know. That was a rifle they had. I think he grabbed a different gun. Oh, OK. So maybe just the whole the whole rifle probably just wasn't working. Right. Well, I thought it was interesting because like if the skinwalker wasn't expecting the gun to go True. off, maybe they had some they kind had of magic no, and know. the ash can- cancels that magic. And that's why that ash is able to hurt them. Could be. I'm making theories here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there weren't many roads or paths. So as my grandfather and uncles chased after the figure, the truck was bouncing and the headlights were not fixed on one particular spot. My uncle swears that whatever the where whenever the headlights would hit the figure, he saw a woman. Ooh. Not only that, whoever it was running on all fours like a bear. Ooh. My grandfather eventually stopped the truck. And as they neared the ditch that drops about 20 feet, he got out and began to yell in Navajo. My uncle says that he was yelling about a local woman. He yelled that he wasn't scared and that he knew it was her and to leave his family alone. A few days passed and there was news that the woman that my grandfather was yelling about had passed. Oh, what? I've always been told that if you know who the skinwalker is, say their name and it will kill them. Oh, whoa. So that's another interesting, interesting fact thing. Through in, so. Ooh. Spooky, huh? <laughs> I'm making lots of vocalizations. <laughs> Ooh. Neat. My father owns a small delivery service that operates out of Farmington, New Mexico. We mostly deliver small packages out to the middle of nowhere that are too much of a hassle for the larger delivery companies to bother with. My dad is the only employee and we have a few pickup trucks and a trailer. 
One day, we get a delivery out to Window Rock, Arizona on the Navajo Reservation about two hours from Farmington. My dad gets the call for the job while he is chilling with his Navajo friend, Travis, and his girlfriend. Travis mentions how he's got a family in Window Rock that he hasn't seen in ages and suggests they go with him. I was about six or seven at the time, and it was the summertime, so dad decides we'll all go down together. He can do his delivery really quick. Then while Travis sees his family, we can go check out the window rock, a big rock face with a large hole in that goes to the other side. Pretty cool. We had to convoy in separate trucks since my dad's was loaded down with freight. We decided to bring along some walkie-talkies so he could communicate with one another. We could. Mm -hmm. We spend our time in Window Rock. Everything is generally uneventful, and we start heading home along the old highway with my dog, my dad, and I in front. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at Rosie. I know, I Rosie. About, she made a noise. <laughs> yeah. Rosie is very happily... <laughs> wedged between wedged us. between <laughs> us and I'm like rubbing her chest she's in king's position if you know what that is like fully on her back paws up legs splayed she's very happy yeah. so I was like dog no it's dead <laughs> uh dad I'm Travis and his girlfriend in the truck behind us I honestly don't remember most of the window rock trip but this next part I can never forget we're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, New Mexico. It had just rained earlier in the day and the road was kind of slick, so we were taking it pretty slow. On the left of the highway, there's nothing but sandstone cliffs, and on the right, there's a huge field separated from the road by a small barbed wire fence. We crest the top of the hill, and down at the bottom of the hill, we see what appears to be a very large dog sitting back on its haunches in the middle of the road facing the cliffs. My dad calls over the radio. Hey, Trav, do you see that big ass dog? <laughs> Travis starts yelling back over the radio. That is not a dog. Speed up right now and hit it. He sounds almost hysterical. He just keeps screaming. Hit it. JJ, you need to hit it. Please, please hit that effing thing right now. <laughs> so my dad starts to speed up. And as we get a bit closer, I can begin to see it a little more clearly. It's covered in this brown, wiry, matted hair that appears to have dried blood all over it. Ooh. It's still facing the cliffs, but the moment our headlights hit it, it turns and looks at us and it has a face. I don't know how else to describe it other than a mix between a bear's and a human's face. What? It looks twisted and distorted and almost in pain. As we get closer to this thing, we start to realize it's actually effing huge. Though it was still sitting on its haunches, it is about shoulder height with the hood of the truck. What? We get literally inches from hitting it when it lets out the scream that sounds like someone screaming as their lungs were filling with water. And it leaps backwards towards the field, landing just on our side of the barbed wire fence. Then with another leap, it was gone from sight. Travis comes over the radio again. Holy shit, keep driving. We have to get out of here. We have to go faster. He kept repeating that last part. We have to get out of here and we have to go faster. Pretty soon we speeding like crazy. And just as we start to come near the outskirts of Gallup, we get pulled over. Travis pulls his truck over with us. Naturally, this makes the cop a Navajo man himself very on edge. And he immediately asks why Travis felt the need to pull over as well. Travis says, we just saw a skinwalker a few miles back and it's been following us. The officer immediately turns white 
stammers something about a verbal warning, gets in his car and takes off. <laughs> we do the same. That is a way to get out of a speeding ticket on a rest. Yep. <laughs> we didn't see anything else that night, but when we got home, Travis refused to let us keep without uh, leave without taking some kind of Navajo totem thing that was supposed to keep it away. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I kind of am wondering though, was it like a, a Bigfoot maybe? I don't know. Oh, because it was so big. Yeah, because it's so been. big. And it wasn't like angry and I love looking. Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. And it actually just jumped away and like Yeah. They said it was like kind of a bear, but it had a human like face. Could and, be. Yeah. yeah. So that's why could been that's not why my brain jumped to Bigfoot. Yeah. Because I love Bigfoot. And it wasn't it didn't I mean, Travis was really scared, but I don't know if it was actually following them. It looked like it just jumped out yeah, of the way. Yeah, I was trying to get out of the way. Yeah. Because so, like all the other Skinwalker ones, like they, run were, with them. they are chasing them. Yeah. They, you are hunted yes, by the Skinwalker. That's right. And Bigfoot doesn't want to hunt you. Bigfoot's like, I'm getting I'm out of here. I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's just so oblivious. Maybe he just ate food and he's like tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like blood covered. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. That is fascinating. Thank you for finally doing Skinwalkers. You're welcome. I really thought that they were, um, it was different. Like I really thought that they were kind of like a, more like a werewolf, which mm. sometimes I guess they are because they yes, can take the form of a wolf shape, and yeah, human. They're shape shifting. So um, yeah. But interesting. It's cool. Wow. Right? But I didn't realize that they were associated with like witches and black magic and right. And, yeah. Yeah. It's and just, they're very predatory. That's yes, crazy. It's creepy. And I feel like that's just the surface of what we know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's so much more. But again, it's just because no one wants to talk about it because it's so scary. Yeah. I get Ooh, it. Cool. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about skinwalkers, then you can always not email us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't do that. Email no, us. we want you to email us. You can email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. You can also jump over to any of our social media pages and I'm sure we will post some pictures and some cool things on those because Nicole's awesome at doing that. I try. And comment on any of that. We love reading your comments. We make little hearts and sometimes we comment back on you and it's it really does like thrill us to communicate. We get with very you guys. happy. We get very happy. I'm always like, Nicole, look <laughs> Anyway, so jump on our socials, email us, or you can go over to podbean.com. And if you really feel Ooh. so moved, you can become a patron. So Podbean is where we host our little podcast. You can look up the Ominous Stitch podcast. You can see any show notes from this show or any previous shows. And click on the little button that says become a patron. If you're on your computer, it's in the upper right hand corner. If you're on your phone, it's a little red button. And any dollar amount um, is greatly appreciated. It really does help us continue this for you. And we send you stuff. We have patron episodes. We give you shout outs. We um, really love to honor you guys yeah we're so happy to have you we're so happy to have you and we're so happy to have our stitchers yeah yeah oh i love this episode i'm like <laughs> really i'm so happy it was so good it's happy and spooky all at the same time <laughs> this is like my favorite thing yep i the this type of episode is my favorite episode i love it it's all not right like witches <laughs> oh that one was hard for me guys witch it just trials. like really touched me the, the witch trials were so upsetting for me i'm sorry it's okay it, we talked about it. And we're good. It's, it's important to understand that part of our history. So hopefully we don't repeat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we still have one more thing to do. Yes, we do. It's movie time.
this episode's movie review is The Monster. The Monster. Released in 2016, IMDb rating of 5.4 stars. The synopsis. A mother and daughter must confront a terrifying monster when they break down on a deserted road. Okay, so... That's it, though. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That synopsis is terrible. So, yeah, the synopsis is terrible. This movie, when I first watched it, I was just like, "Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. And then... To make you think? Yeah, it made me think. And... At times, I'm like, okay, I get what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. They, the, the whole point is really like, who is the monster? Is it the monster that they actually physically encounter? Or is it the monster of the mom? Is she Her, the monster? Is yes. the kid the monster? Like how their relationship obviously has its own monster. And right. then how they overcome it to together. together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's lots of levels to layers. it. There's some layers. I think they could have done, uh, I don't know. I feel like it just wasn't quite all the way yeah. to, to get me excited about the layers that they were creating there. Agreed. Um, yeah. Okay. So you I understand what I'm saying? No, I do. Yeah. You all have to watch this movie because it's, such yeah. a, it's again, it, it just does all these flashbacks. Yeah. The story is told in flashbacks. It's, it's so all about it's the kind of, it's, it's confusing because you don't, obviously the daughter is upset with the mother but right. you don't know the full story of them until you watch the whole the movie whole thing, yeah and you still don't really know the full story i mean you get it you get yeah the... you get glimpses mm-hmm. but yeah spoiler alert it's really like it's just about this mother's addiction and how it's ruined their the addiction relationship is the, is the monster yes. and then there's a physical monster and then there's an actual monster yeah. that like <laughs> is creepy yeah it's pretty creepy but it's just like why like yeah it's just i feel like they it's a contrived movie i yeah. feel like they tried to make this so in like so deep about relationships and monsters in general of what yeah. like, your monster is and they threw this physical one in and you're like oh Okay, cool. It's, yeah. it's scary at times. It's a really creepy monster and there's some jump yeah. scares. Yeah. Yeah, it's a story that didn't, I don't know. The two things don't really yeah. gel <laughs> it together it didn't need... as well as what I think yeah. they were hoping. Right. It felt forced. It felt forced. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. I think they could have done the movie and called it the monster without an actual physical monster. Yes. Yeah. I think it would have been a better movie. Uh, it, it didn't even need, like, yeah, it could have been them stranded on a, in a, on a, a highway and they like a hitchhiker like they could have used anything at that point yeah exactly anything to cause the conflict to force yeah. them to kind of come together to and, like yeah yeah it's yeah and is it me or does the mom look like super young like i oh, thought she's it was young yeah. i thought it was her sister at first Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's her mom? Yeah. And this little girl's what, like maybe 10? I Yeah, I would say she's probably about 10. Yeah. About 10. And so if the she mom had her... She had her when she was like 16. Yeah, she could have been a teenage Cause, mom. Cause and she, that's why she's going through all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the mom is very young. Very I don't young. think she's 30. No. Is that what she's supposed to be? I don't know. No. I don't know. I'm guessing she's... she's very young. I think that's what they did that on purpose. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like going into this going, oh, it's a monster movie. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, Angela, we've got a monster because I've never seen this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a monster movie. Yeah. And yeah. And the monster is kind of, I guess, a shapeshifter. I don't know, because they think it's know. a wolf sometimes. And then. Well, because it killed a wolf. 
Yeah. So they were like, oh, it's got to be a wolf because yeah. a wolf can kill another wolf or something yeah, or a bear. I don't, or, I don't know. But the, yeah, the creature itself is pretty creepy, but uh, yeah. the, there are some plot holes in it because it seemed to didn't like bright light, right? Yeah. It doesn't like bright light like, or fire. She's waving fire around at the end to attract it. Yeah. See, <laughs> I know like, that was the thing. That? She's like, we need fire. <laughs> I'm like, going to draw it away because yeah. it's scared of the fire. It's not going like, to chase you because of the fire. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. And to the me. daughter actually uses fire. To I'm kill like, it. you should have done that. You could have planned that out. Yeah. Smart <laughs> mom. But she had to die. Sacrifice. Or, well, sorry. She, spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> lots of spoiler alerts. She had to sacrifice herself because she knew she was already dying from the the ambulance crash yeah. that she was in. And the daughter didn't even like take advantage of that. So the sacrifice was didn't even do pointless. anything. Yeah, moot. <laughs> she just sat there like, mom, like, oh my gosh, I know. We know. Yeah. We know. Like we know we're moms. We, we understand. But like, yeah, this was so contrite. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there was some spooky moments. Yeah. And There's... it was okay. I didn't hate it. No. And like, it was okay to watch. And I did think about it afterwards and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. So for me, this movie is meh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So I'm like, mm, four. And you can, you can stitch to it. Yeah, yeah, you can stitch to it. I would give it probably four. four. I yeah. give it a four too. Ah, hey. look at that. Hey, same page. <laughs> but yeah, it's on Max, everybody. If you have the Max subscription, um, I think you can rent it on Prime. But if you don't have a Max subscription, just know from us, it's it's an okay movie. Yeah, it's okay. Wait for it till it's free if you see it on anywhere. But Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an okay movie to watch if, if it's free. And yeah. you want to kind of get a spooky psychological yeah unsettling movie mm, there you go yeah that's a good word for it because you're just like just get out of the rain right? <laughs> <laughs> her just yeah her decision making wasn't like a hundred percent yeah yeah okay yeah. well guys we've come to the end of another amazing episode amazing. thank you for spending another episode with us we love you stitchers and until next time we will see you stitchers see you stitchers uh...